And then the last place is really just conversions and looking at how we optimize all of those things. You know, when people come and we're going to see where that process breaks down. Do people not like our offer? Do people not like the way we say it? Or does it not make sense to them? Does it not really compel? Or is our landing page too complicated? So we're going to optimize it. And so that's really what makes, I think, great paid traffic work for them. And so that's the process I would go through for a business. And I think that What's great about this, Felicia, is that you can take this process and it, again, reverse organic, all right? What's working in paid is going to work in organic. So they're really brother and sister in more ways than one. You are now tuned in to the Mom CEO Suite podcast. I'm your host, Felicia, wife, mom, and entrepreneur. In this podcast, I'll be sharing my mompreneur journey along with strategies that will help you build your online business operations in a sustainable way. The goal is to help you build a business that fits into your lifestyle as a mom who values putting family first. We will also hear the experiences and expertise of other moms with service-based businesses. You'll get a peek into our journeys so you'll know that you aren't alone. Motherhood gets hard. Entrepreneurship gets hard. But together, we can do hard things. Welcome to the suite. Hey friends, welcome to another episode. Super excited that you are here, that we have a guest here today. Our guest is Ms. Shay Kalu Profit, and she is a marketing consultant who is passionate about helping small business owners and entrepreneurs build successful brands and achieve their goals. She has over 18 years of experience in sales strategy, marketing, and implementation. And so she brings a wealth of knowledge and expertise to the table, which I can't wait to get into today. Um, Throughout her journey, she's had the opportunity to work on a diverse range of projects from marketing automation to search engine optimization, Facebook ads, Google ads, LinkedIn ads, pay-per-click, content messaging, and social media strategy. She believes in staying ahead of the curve when it comes to digital marketing trends and technologies, ensuring that her clients always have a competitive edge in their respective industries. When she is not busy strategizing and implementing marketing campaigns, she is hanging out with her husband and three awesome boys. Hey, welcome to the suite. How are you? Hey, Felicia. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. So I'm excited that you are here today. Before we get into all of the the goodies about the business and all those things, because I was reading like, oh, this is so good, right? Because I feel like we don't talk about paid advertising a lot. It's a lot of organic marketing. But we're going to get to that. Tell us a little bit more just about you, your journey into entrepreneurship, and a little bit more about your business. Yes. And again, I'm super excited to be here. I love your podcast. I've I've been keeping ahead of it because it's like you've got so many, so much great topics to talk about. So I was really excited to come on here and share this with you. So um, as far as me getting into entrepreneurship, right? So I've actually really always been an entrepreneur at heart. And so one of the things I would say is that it was a natural transition for me ultimately to kind of do it. So, you know, from maybe from having, I think we all kind of have these little entrepreneurial journeys on our way as kids. We try things, but I've always stuck with it. So I always had something that I did on the side. And so um, 
I kind of fell into the technology side after just realizing that I I was a little bit more nerdier than I thought. (laughs) And so it started off really with helping dabbling with websites and doing creative um, things that I needed to do with um, for my church. Right. So it was like I was the admin. I always ended up being an admin or like um, really helping. So it it just ended up that I started building websites even. And um, people really just started relying on me for digital stuff, even before the digital era really kind of exploded. So, you know, like I said, it was a natural transition. And so um, that's really how I got started, you know, and then my corporate background allowed me to just kind of really seal that deal into just transitioning into the entrepreneur world, because then I had kind of like the process side. um, And then I had the experience and just trying to grow those both at the same time really helped me um, launch this uh, company of mine. Glad you mentioned the corporate side. So what were some of those transferable skills that you brought from corporate into running your business today? Yes. Thank you. So I actually started off in, um, I was a sales and strategy analyst. And so I did that really for about 10 years. Last past 10 years, I've spent doing that um, corporate before I finally kind of, you know, moved over right into the full-time entrepreneur position. I think it's difficult because when I, when I started, I didn't quite, I understood the experience and delivery and having the skills, but it really mattered that you need a process. You need a delivery process. You need an implementation process. So that's really what um, the kind of skills that I think really became um, evident as I, you know, grew in those 10 years. And so I started off in CRM strategy. And so that was lead management. So a lot of that had to do with kind of this multifaceted role where I was in product development. So I did agile work where we um, actually developed the product that we needed and then we delivered it, we tested it. Um, And so throughout that process, and then I became the manager of like the actual lead system. So then that was the other side to it. How do we deliver? What time? All these kind of really cool things that come into play. You know, we need to um, have everything working together. And so, um, you know, corporate life really just pulled out a lot of the, I think, processes and the implementation and being able to go from A to Z and kind of look at all the facets of it. So um, I would say I acquired uh, project management skills and and things like that. So all of those really kind of pulled together to help me now say, okay, when I have this business, I can use those skills to help people kind of really guide them along the way um, and fill in those gaps. Because a lot of times there's really that, um, that, that lack of knowledge in that area. Good point about the process in in corporate. It's like they kind of they have larger teams, you know, they're dealing with larger budgets. And so they do kind of already have that structure in place. And a lot of times for entrepreneurs kind of starting from ground zero, um, those processes just aren't there. And so I know Shay was talking, she had some some technical terms that were dropping and I was over here just smiling because I'm a systems girl. So I love it all. But we're going to dig into all that. Just know that you need a process, okay? And what I really wanted you guys to get from that is that even if you're in your nine to five job, your corporate job now, if you are starting a business, you're not starting from scratch because you are bringing in those transferable skills from your experience, whether it's in corporate or any other space, right? If you've been doing volunteering, there's so many skills that are transferable. So that's what I wanted you guys to get from that. Now, before we hop into, you know, the technical stuff about paid advertising, you know, I mentioned that you're a boy mom and you have three. So I need to hear about this. 
when you guys hear this, I will have already had my son. But at the time of the recording, I'm four weeks out and I'm having a boy. I have a girl right now. And so I need to know what this boy mom life is really about. So <laughs> help us out. Absolutely. I love this. Um, you know, and really I started my entrepreneurial journey because I wanted to be at home more, because I wanted to be able to hang out and see crazy things happening around me. So the life of a boy mom is unexpected. Expect the unexpected, okay? Expect there to be tons of energy. Expect there to be, um, you know, kind of chaos, I mean, to say the least, but it's really, um, it's loving chaos. All right. So boys have a different type of way of expressing themselves than girls do. So they're more um, energetic. They're more focused on kind of moving around. Um, and they just kind of want to, you know, a touch and feel and do first before they ask questions. So they actually have three boys and I've been in the game for a while. <laughs> so well, I've got some older boys and I've got my youngest is, is eight. So, you know, I can speak from the perspective of like beginning to end and, you know, they have a unique um, personality, each of them. And so that's one of the things that I think you'll, you know, you'll enjoy is that, you know, your boy will come with his own unique perspective on life. He'll come with his own um, kind of, you know, energy and inquisitiveness about life. Um, and so, you know, I would say just allow that to kind of foster because sometimes this is the point where they're kind of discovering, you know, the the things that they love the best and love the most later, you know, or at least they uh, they understand that process. Yeah. So being a boy mom is interesting because I tend to, you know, kind of always be on the go. I think that boys tend to keep you moving quite a bit more that and not to say girls don't I'm sure your girl does keep you busy um but they just have this kind of like um spontaneous energy that kind of comes out of nowhere so um I've really enjoyed doing that and they've rooted for me in this business so <laughs> it's been nice to see them kind of be like yeah mom you know and they and they understand and you know they come around a lot um so it's it's a great place to be um because I think boys just have this unique bond with their mom and you'll experience that Oh, well, I appreciate that. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Now, you know, you said you you kind of started your job so you can be, I'm sorry, you started your business so you can be at home more with your boys. Mm -hmm. And so now, how are you managing that? What are some of the things that you had to put into place to make that actually a reality and just make it work day to day? Yes, that's a great question. Uh, to be honest, it feels like, um, you know, you really do have to have structure in place. But you have to have structure in place where it matters, okay? So I think that when you try to control everything, you control nothing. So um, the point is to control what you can and realize that um, that's really the best parenting that comes, you know, is that you're present. So being present is better than being perfect, all right? So I say that a lot because um, we pressure ourselves, even as working women, entrepreneurs, wives, right? Nurses, whatever whatever else we are, right? we're like everything. We wear all these hats, right? On a daily basis and we're pressuring ourselves to be the best in each role when I think that really it's just the ability to, to show up the best that you can and to um, and to be there. So I keep a schedule, right? So I actually do a hybrid homeschool. So I was crazy enough to do that where I do hybrid homeschool my son. He's home on Mondays and Fridays, and then he goes to a private school on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday that is part of the hybrid homeschool program. So um, so we have strict schedules when it comes to, like for me during the day, I'm working, you know, in the morning as best as I can between the times that he's at school. Really my, my busiest days 
at work are going to be Tuesday through Thursday, but then I make up days and kind of have a flexibility on Mondays and Fridays. So, you know, when I talk about my schedule, I think that you have to work on mindset. Mindset um, is the first thing that will kind of let you adapt to being at home. So, you know, I was used to kind of like this regimen, but sometimes on a Monday we get nothing done. And then sometimes on a Monday, we get tons done, right? And we might move some of that work over to a Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday um, so that the experience is really all about being connected to your child because there's such a small window of that, right? Like, so maybe we're going to go to the zoo today because that makes more sense. Like we need some outside energy today. And so, and all of that is really all part of life, right? Learning that, you know, maybe we're going to, you know, cook together. So it was really kind of a cool transition for me because I've always been a hardcore like nine to fiver, you know, and didn't quite know how to handle it at first. But I realized that it was the mindset that I needed first in order to really enjoy that time, like and not have this high expectation that that really stresses all of us out. Right. And nobody's enjoying this time together. Wow. You said so many good things just now. Um, you know, I, y'all just go rewind, rewind a little bit, press play and, and go take some notes. But what you said about being present, uh, presence over perfection, right? Especially for women, moms. It's like we have this, and I don't know where it comes from, but we have this thing where we want things to to be perfect. We want things to be right. And really your kids don't really know. They just want you and they want to be connected to you. And so I love that you said that. And just having structure, right? I talked about in a previous episode a while ago, I talked about my routine with my daughter. And of course, everybody's routine is going to look different. But just having that structure in place has uh-huh. been so helpful in being able to manage the intersection. But like you mentioned, it's not being so rigid in it, right? And having that flexibility. And one day we might not stick to the schedule because it just doesn't make sense for that day. Yeah. And just being okay, like shifting your mindset, like it's not the end of the world. It's going to yeah. be okay. Yeah. The mindset piece is so important. So I'm glad you mentioned that as well. So now let's get into your expertise uh, because we do here on the podcast, we do talk a lot about organic marketing. So I'm glad we're talking about paid traffic meal as well. So let's just kind of start with somebody who is a small business owner and they have been doing organic marketing and maybe they want to kind of boost their results for, you know, whatever reason. Uh-huh. How do you work with that person? Like, what does that process look like for them? Yes. So uh, definitely, I think organic marketing is actually a key part of uh, strategy. Um, Where paid marketing comes in, I think that there has to be these different levers that you pull in your business. So organic is is very important and paid just sometimes is misunderstood. It's kind of like the family member that you don't know, you're not sure about, you've heard about, and you don't really know that much. So paid traffic, I think, gets this kind of wrapped that way. So when I think of a business or when I work with a business specifically and they're looking to kind of grow what they're doing, they've got a good set of organic activities going. They even have a base of customers. They know who, you know, they even got some loyalty behind that, right? People who like, know, and trust them and that they've been serving, right? So that's one of the key things that I think that before I really want to move forward with any business to paid marketing is that they've established that first, okay? That's that's really, really important. And I know that sounds, you know, like, why would I say that? But the reason why I'm saying that they need to have that is because then we can really mimic what's happening behind that. So when I think of paid traffic, it is organic traffic with with money behind it or organic setup, right? Something that you've been able to to truly kind of 
vet out and you truly have the client base behind and that there's a, a market for it, right? This is what we're, this is what we're doing. We're taking um, what's the market already for and we're taking it to the bigger market. We're taking it to the, you know, kind of like a big boy arena where you're going to pay to have a different type of audience because that's what we're doing. We're, we're borrowing audiences along the way and we're able to get more eyes on it. So one of the first things that I really truly do is look at um, a kind of like a four pillar system for my businesses um, that I work with. And the first one is going to be the offer or what they do, what we're known for, right? So um, we look at that and I want to take a look at if what they're offering is maybe like even the best thing, like, or if there's some tweaks around it or have you considered this? Um, with pay traffic, we really want to present the best foot forward, right? We really want to maximize it. We really want to wow people, right? And the second thing that we do is that we go through their messaging. So this is really key. I know businesses don't think about this a lot, but but in order for me to run paid traffic to you, I need to understand that your messaging is gonna is really gonna resonate. And if it's not, how do we fix it? And what are the things we're gonna do? So we're gonna work in that area. Another key area that I think really bridges the gap between what we offer or you know what they're offering again and what they're how they're saying it to people. The third area is their their presence. So uh, where people can find them. How easily can somebody find them? So this is the offer. Here's how we talk about it. And it resonates with everybody. People understand our people are coming to that. Now, where do they see us at? Or do they have a local presence? So that usually has to do with a funnel. So a funnel, a website, a landing page, somewhere where they can meet people, um, because that's what ads are. Ads are, it. that's where you're going to drive the traffic to is a website or a funnel. And so a lot of people have fallen behind. They've got these kind of 19, you know, 75 sites or, you know, it's very old school and they're not really optimized. And so we want to make sure that this process doesn't fall apart, meaning we've got the great offer, we have great messaging, but we can't even really get people to, you know, buy because we've got a poor interception or landing page or funnel that isn't in place. And then the last place is really just conversions and looking at how we optimize all of those things, you know, when people come and we're going to see where that process breaks down. Do people not like our offer? Do people not like the way we say it? Or does it not make sense to them? Does it not really compel? Or is our landing page too complicated? So we're going to optimize it. And so that's really what makes, I think, great paid traffic work for them. And so that's the process I would go through for a business. And I think that What's great about this, Felicia, is that you can take this process and it, again, reverse organic, all right? What's working in paid is going to work in organic. So they're really brother and sister in more ways than one. Well, thank you for breaking it down. And I love the way that you did it. I think when people think about paid traffic, it's like, oh, let me just throw some money to this, whatever, this ad. Uh -huh. And I'm going to expect these big results. But it's yeah. like, no, before you... Yes. see results, you have to have all of these different things in place. Yeah. So I like how you went back to the foundation. Like, first of all, the offer, your messaging, your presence, and then conversion, right? So if you're listening, those are some things that you can be working on, again, for organic yeah. to support you in the paid sector. That was something I was going to ask, like, are there certain things that people should have, you know, already set up before they start thinking about uh, paid trip? So you answered that <laughs> so now when it comes to paid traffic, can you just kind of high level go through some of the options that are available? Because I think when we hear paid traffic, people automatically think Facebook ad. What are some other options that are out there as well? Absolutely. So I agree with you. I will say, though, Facebook ads tend to be the most. Uh, so number one, Facebook ads, right? Let's start there. 
Facebook ads slash Instagram ads because you're going to run them on both platforms because they are, you know, brother and sister there. And so they tend to be the most affordable ways to market, right? That's why people go to them. You know, like the average business can generally afford that, right? They don't need a huge budget. I mean, you could run ads, you know, as low as $5 a day, you know, 300 a month, 500 a month and get some good results, right? So this isn't you know, groundbreaking stuff here. I mean, it is that if you can, again, maximize it and you're really honed in, you got to really be honed in to get those kind of great results. And I would recommend working with somebody. So Facebook ads is one. Um, The second one is LinkedIn ads. That's another really great area. A lot of people don't think, oh, you know, LinkedIn ads, but it's a different type of uh, platform where, again, once you have the viability, you know, there's a lot of the expert factor. So there's things that I would do differently than I would do on Facebook ads. We would prepare differently. We would kind of, um, you know, massage your page differently. We would do different things before we really start running those ads. But they're actually effective too. LinkedIn. So when you're running, a lot of people don't know this, when you're running Facebook ads and you run LinkedIn ads, they'll simultaneously actually really help each other out because you're using some retargeting strategies in between that. So you can bump up some really good traffic that way. So the next one is going to be Google ads. That's another really great one for my clients. Uh, Google ads, the wonderful thing, the difference between Google ads, and I always will say this in SEO, which is probably the next one. So um, is that people are looking for this service, right? So we're going now into like the warmer traffic, the warm water, you know, you dip your toe in and it's not cold. It's like, oh, this is kind of nice, you know? And so this is what we're, you know, really where we want to be, right? We always kind of want to have this warm traffic that is already interested. We're not like, trying to flag them down and say, hey, do you like this? Are you thinking about this? They're already in the market. They're thinking about it or they're planning in some way. So that's a really great way of bringing in, um, you know, traffic is Google ads. And so for local businesses, one thing that I really love and that I think is a really neat way of providing services. So if someone does like a local service business and these are for like your car washes or like people who provide appointment-based services, um, those kind of people can do what's called a Google service ad. Those are really very great uh, bang for your buck on Google. So they they bring up your business in a, in a very competitive way and allow you to, you know, kind of be seen right at the point. Like if I need a plumber, boom, I can see you right there. If I'm looking for a lawyer, I can see you right there, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And so the last thing that is a little bit of a different animal, but it is absolutely, I think, one of the best things that anybody should be doing is SEO. I think SEO is incredible. So those are really the four players. And with SEO, just briefly, um, what you're focusing on SEO is driving people through some data. So a lot of backlinks, blogs, things that, you know, people are looking for. So a lot of times, if you think about it, you know, you go online and you say, how do I solve this problem? Right. We're obviously all trying to solve a problem. And so, um, that is what SEO does. SEO drives traffic back to you. It allows you to really, you know, engage at the right moments, the right time. And, um, you know, it can incredibly turn around the state of your business because people are flooding in that warm traffic and you can collaborate again with different sites. And, and, and what you're really trying to do is rank, right? You're trying to rank for certain keywords and you're trying to get to a place where people can find you, but you can be very creative about it and still get a lot of traffic without competing at the very high kind of keyword of the, the big companies, the Coca-Colas and, the, you know, and all the big companies, the Nikes, they've taken up a lot of these other keywords, right? We can work with budgets, um, but we need to have patience. So that's one of the things I'll say. Patience when it comes to ads, it's not an overnight, you know, process, but it can be, it can be great to have. So, yeah. Oh, okay. This is so exciting. 
before we get into SEO, SEO is something that's on my list for 2024. I wanted to back up a little bit um, talking about the ads. So first with the Facebook ads, you mentioned something, and this might be for all ads, you mentioned retargeting. Uh-huh. So can you explain what that is for people listening that might not know what that is? Sure. Retargeting is a measurement of going back and, and representing the original ad to or, or a similar ad to someone who has shown interest. So let's say someone clicks on a link in your ad, they went to check it out. We would want to retarget someone, meaning we would want to bring back either that ad or another version of that ad around to them to kind of, you know, continue to warm them up and to the idea of either buying from you or getting a service from you. Yeah, I've seen this where I've been on a website and then when I go into my Gmail, Mm -hmm. there's these ads in my email. So business owners can pay to show up in your Google email. That's through Google ads. Yes. So that's what I'm saying. When I talked about running it simultaneously, that you could be on one platform, but it it makes more sense to kind of have um, this kind of holistic where you're on another platform where you have Google so that, yes, when they go to Google, you're you're back up. You're, You're there again. And there's a lot of power in that. A lot of power in that because just seeing something over and over again, I've bought from that. I don't, I, I, I can't imagine that now nobody else has. I've done that because I might have seen something, been busy. You know, maybe I'm a busy soccer mom and I was busy and I liked it, but I didn't do anything, right? I clicked on it or whatever. Then I go to Google and I'm reminded that I didn't get what I liked, but I like it. And so it's really a great way to position yourself um, is to have kind of like this duality where like if you're running Facebook ads, it would be a great idea to have some Google ads as well going. Oh, that's so exciting. I know I've always wondered, you know, when they show up in my inbox, well, I'm just more so fascinated by it. Like, wow, I was just on this website and now you're here in my inbox. Let me click this. And you're right. I do buy from this. <laughs> yeah, it works for sure. Um, now, I do want to get into the SEO a bit sure. um, because it's a little different than the the paid piece. Um, it's not like you're paying per se, but you are trying to, like you mentioned, rank for when people are searching. And you mentioned keywords. Some people might not understand what that is. So can you give us kind of like a a very basic description of like the process of implementing SEO in your business? Yeah, so SEO, which stands for search engine optimization, right? And why SEO and what it is, is that it's really fundamental to enhancing like your visibility, right? So it drives traffic, um, even though you're paying for it, right? You, but you're driving organic traffic, um, people that are already in the market. Again, they are interested in the service, the product, or they're experiencing this issue, right? And they're looking for it, right? And so... um The strategy that I would say that you want to have and why it's important is that people are are heavily relying on search engines to kind of bring them to where they can, um, again, find their products or services and websites. Okay, so if your website doesn't appear on those kind of like top positions, then you're missing out on the valuable opportunities that that people are going to already buy. Like I probably have my card in hand or I'm going to pay for it. I'm ready to buy. And here you are not kind of in this arena. And so people browse the Internet you know, for things, you know, every day. I think it's like a stat, it's 60% of the world has access to to internet and about 53% of um, B2B um, and B2C traffic website 
comes from like organic search. So people are just organically searching already. Okay. So that means half of like your website traffic could come from something like a search engine like Google, right? And so um, you need to optimize your, your, your website. So there's two places where SEO works, right? You're going to optimize your website to get that traffic to come to your site, all right? And so that's really the basic overview of how SEO works. And so you want to rank for words that people search, right? So restaurant near me, right? Somebody could be looking for that. And so if you're a restaurant owner, you want to make sure that you're starting to enhance your website, you know, in SEO traffic that will come to you so that you can um, just naturally just have, you know, more eyeballs. Um, you know, more eyeballs is just going to automatically give you more shots. People tend to kind of go with whatever kind of first they see because they're not going to go to the second page, third page. So that's really what ranking helps you with. Wow. Okay. Let me see if I'm getting this right. SEO, it can be an organic strategy, but then you can also run ads to it to help you rank even higher. Right. Yes. So, okay. The difference between paid ads and SEO is that paid ads, you have to keep putting money behind it to kind of draw people to you. So I have to keep running Facebook ads for you to click on this link for it to come, you know, for me to kind of get this traffic. SEO is going to differentiate where after some time, you might be paying somebody to help you kind of get all this, you know, really bulky information, but it doesn't die. It doesn't go away. It doesn't require, you know, keep feeding me every month. It actually lives on forever, meaning like it continues to work for you even after you stop kind of building the SEO stuff that you need. So that's really what I love about SEO. Oh, okay. That was so good. That was like a whole masterclass we just got. (laughs) I think so. A whole masterclass. So definitely appreciate you sharing all of that with us. And of course, guys, if you want more strategy or strategy that is specific to your business, um, definitely reach out to Shay in a minute. She's going to let us know how we can connect with her. But I think what I'm gathering from this information is that when we talk about organic versus paid, there's not necessarily one that's better than the other, but using them in conjunction can be super powerful for your business. And even just using a combination of strategies can really just boot you, whether you're looking for more leads or conversions, whatever the, you know, your goals are. And so thank you so much. I have been enlightened today. <laughs> I typically stick to the organic, but, you know, as you grow in business, it's like, okay, now let's, let's see what we can do next. How can we amplify this? Right. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing that with us. Let the people know how they can connect with you or get in contact with you. Sure, absolutely. So thank you, first of all, for having me on. Again, fabulous uh, time here today. It's so excited for you. Congratulations. <laughs> One more time. So yes, yeah, so to reach me, you can find me online. I like to live my life a lot on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn, you can find me. My name is Shay Kalu Profit, spelled C-H-E-Y. K-A-L-U, then dash profit, P-R-O-P-H-E-T. You can find me on there. I share a lot of great tips on there. Um, you'll find case studies of, of of SEO, things like that. I think you'll find a lot of really great information that you can connect with. So that's really where I live my life <laughs> a lot on there. So connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, if you're looking for something on the gram, I am on, on Instagram too as well at Align Integrated Solutions. So Align, A-L-I-G-N, Integrated, I-N-T-E-G-R-A-T-E-D, Solutions is, is what you'll find me.
Go ahead and click those links. Connect with Shay if you are looking for some SEO or paid traffic uh, support and strategy. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Mom CEO Suite podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can you do us a favor? Leave a review on iTunes and share with other moms in business like you. Help us spread our message and empower others who are at this intersection of motherhood and entrepreneurship.